Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms and also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Afri. Afri is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. so much for listening to urbanistica podcast today we have a new episode we have an amazing storyteller i have the pleasure to welcome you dima to urbanistica podcast hey and welcome thank you mustafa for having me and um, um, i look forward to uh, this episode uh, with your podcast i'm really happy to have you thank you so much for your time mm-hmm. so tell me how are you doing great great in, in, in which city are you now I am based in Dubai since 2005. Mm. I uh, I was born in Amman, Jordan, and uh, we, I moved here in 2005. Uh, and this has been home uh, for the past uh, 18 years. Yeah. So tell me, how is the weather? Because now in Sweden, like it's so snowy and super cold. So <laughs> it's perfect. Um, <laughs> Dubai is a coastal city yeah. uh, in the Middle East on the Arabian Gulf. Um, it's uh, it's a desert town. However, um, uh, we still have about seven months of very mild weather. So the temperature outside right now is 24 degrees um, Celsius and the humidity is is, very moderate. So it's not that dry and it's not that humid. And uh, yeah, but in the summer, which are like July, um, uh, like end of June, July, August and September, it be, it becomes very very uh, hot and uh, humid. So, yeah. um, but other than that, it's uh, quite pleasant uh, most of the year. Yeah, I last year I attended the Dubai Expo and the weather was like Which real. One? It, it was like all the six months. Ah, it, you were here for yeah, six months. Yeah, the first was like mm-hmm. super hot, like in the beginning. But then during mm-hmm. this time of the year, it was like as you say, perfect. <laughs> so I really miss it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it, it's pretty pleasant, and people don't understand this, like that uh, there are there are pleasant months, and yeah. uh, when winter is uh, sometimes gets chilly. The lowest it it becomes like uh, it gets to eleven degrees, but other than that, it's uh, it's quite good amazing so Dima you are our storyteller for this episode how would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners give us a highlight about you I am um, today uh, like as I said uh, I'm an uh, uh, I was born in Jordan I uh, studied architecture in Jordan and then moved to Dubai um, uh, in 2005 um uh, it was the height of the construction boom real estate construction mm. boom in the in uh, dubai and um, um based on um, um my like my passion when which is looking at cities and i'm looking at design i uh, was uh, sucked into the um, i maybe maybe it's a bubble maybe it's a boom uh, who like it depends on where you look at it 
into the um, major construction um, uh, projects that were happening in our region. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I started as a consultant uh, in a multidisciplinary engineering firm uh, where we worked on like master plan developments, mm -hmm. uh, green field uh, developments. Uh, they were uh, um, at city scale, I would say. Um, then uh, I moved on to uh, working with a real estate developer um, we have a lot of competition here when it comes to real estate development. Yeah. So, um, uh, real estate developers uh, often in-house have, have an in-house design team uh, in addition to consultants. So they will always have an in-house design team. So I led an in-house design team, master planning for a design-led, uh, uh, design-focused uh, developer here in uh, the region. Uh, the scale that we are talking about is uh, to um, uh, like to uh, to bring. Uh, an idea yeah. it's, it's um, like a development in the UAE would be 70,000 it will uh, the capacity will be 70,000 people persons wow so that's a population of a development that mm. uh, um, um, it, it would be like a size of 200 hectares so we deal with the 200 hectares so this is a size that the the the, the scale of the development mm. that uh, we are working uh, we were working on and then uh, from the developer, I um, took on a new role mm. uh, with a government entity in Dubai. It's called the Roads and Transport Authority, RTA. And uh, we were part of a team uh, focused on um, uh, realizing a, a Dubai 2040 urban plan, which is a vision for the urban, um, uh, urban growth within the scheme of uh, Dubai. And uh, w one of the initiatives which I focused on was the um, realizing of Dubai cycling friendly city. Mm. And uh, people did not think about uh, Dubai and cycling friendly at the, in the same sentence. Exactly. But uh, th this is what we're here to e talk about. E exactly, exactly. This is why we have you. And I'm really happy that mm. you're here to, mm. to tell us what is happening and also to inspire us because there is a lot to learn from you. So bef before we start into the, our story, um, can you can you just give us a highlight about like um, the Middle East, the countries, and so on? Sure. I uh, um, there's uh, the Middle East is the area between the Red Sea and um, it depends on which uh, how, like uh, what uh, how what people consider. But for me, it's the it's Egypt, uh, Syria, Jordan, Iraq. Saudi Arabia and uh, the country, different countries in the Gulf, which are Qatar, Saudi, uh, Qatar, uh, United Arab Emirates, Oman, etc. So this is the the I would say the Arabic-speaking Middle East. Uh, um, so the countries over there can be classified into two uh, two two categories. You can yeah. say oil producing and non-oil producing. Mm. So the oil producing are countries like such as uh, Jordan, where I come from. And the oil producing, non-oil producing, and the oil producing are the countries, uh, the wealthy countries, such as the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Mm. And traditionally, um, people from uh, the non-oil producing countries um, move as expats to the oil producing yeah. countries for job opportunities and for uh, like to pursue the uh, to, to to move in uh, for the any. People studies elsewhere, and then they move to uh, to the to those countries, United Arab Emirates, etc., to to uh, to uh, relocate there and work there. However, the trend is changing. Mm. Uh, a lot of people who uh, were my age and grew up 
in those countries, the United Arab Emirates, um, and they moved there to, uh, to um, because of the political uh, political situation, etc. They uh, they still call these countries as home, mm. uh, the GCC countries. And there are um, even European expats and Asian expats who still yeah. um, like um, grew up here, and they are um, uh, making uh, like continue to live here. So sometimes, sometimes you see two generations or three generations of exactly. the same family in in these countries, mm. and this is rather new. It's not. Uh, it's not. Um, um, uh, it wasn't the situation before okay. because the countries in the region are uh, new. So uh, the UAE, um, the national day for the UAE, the national like the union uh, of the United Arab Emirates it's called United Arab Emirates because it's a group of Emirates which united around in the 70s. So it's uh, it, it, there are most of the um, urban uh, urban cities or the mm. cities in this region are new um, when it comes to urbanization and uh, like large scale settlement of population exactly and when i was there like it's it's so much diverse like you see people from so many different mm-hmm. nationalities i i think it's it's very beautiful it's uh, it's uh, it's great um, um, uh, it's um, very very diverse and very mm-hmm. very tolerable uh, to- tolerance there's high tolerance and it's um, um, it, 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 they, there is a like there's a, a unique lifestyle here so you can um, you get you have the family mm. and you have the safe uh, that you know the the values of family and uh, um, um uh, safety for uh, and respect for women and at the same time you have the um the lifestyle if you want to um uh, uh, pursue like a, choose a different lifestyle you want to be active exactly. you want to be a sporty you want to be a, like a um um, you want to work for um, many many hours, so it's a, it's a, a, a like there's something for everyone. I would say that's true. But the highlight would for me would be the um, respect, mm. um, uh, and the other one is uh, tolerance and uh, yeah. safety. Yeah. Uh, it's it's extremely extremely safe. I agree with you, and uh, for for us coming from uh, let's say Sweden, it was uh, so much interesting with the safety perspective. We were yeah. like, like midnight. And was yeah. super safe. And also, I remember one of my colleagues, she forgot her phone somewhere. And she was like, she went crazy. Oh, my God, I need my phone. It, like, all my, my job, all my life is, is in my phone. I need it yeah. now, now, now. Anyway, we went back the day after, and it's still the same place, you know? And they told, exactly. and they told us, like, yeah, it is like this. Even if you leave your bag, if you, even if you leave your money, you know, your key for car, it's going to be easy exactly. there. Yeah, which is great. It is. Uh, it's extremely. Um, um, it's a privilege yeah, to have such yeah. uh, safety, and uh, we don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, yeah, um, I have two children, so That's who amazing. grew up in Dubai. Yeah. And uh, it, it's very, very nice to see um, the the different the, the the diverse range of friends they have. The the way they understand the world, the way they see the world. Yeah. They don't see religion. They don't see color. They don't see. Uh, mm. They just see humans and it's fantastic. But at the same time, they live in a bubble when it comes to safety. True. They really do. Like when we travel, <laughs> we have to brief them and brief them again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not leave your stuff. Do not leave your <laughs> bag open. So it's, uh, and I don't want to build distrust, but I don't. But I still, you to need to. Responsibility. So, <laughs> it, yeah. I remember when we took the flight back home, we had like transit yeah. in, the, in one country and she left her bag and I was like, 
Oh, uh, come on, <laughs> take, take care. It's not Dubai anymore. Be careful. Exactly, so, exactly. So, so, yeah, the, so, it's, uh, so Dima, it, the, something not to take for granted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Dima, like, uh, what do cities in in Middle East uh, witness because of like the car traffic? Mm. So, um, as I said, uh, there was a rapid uh, urbanization of the cities in the Middle East. So, if you look at uh, uh, non-oil producing countries such as mm. Amman, uh, mm. Jordan. So um, uh, Jordan is, uh, I, I would say, um, uh, it's a the capital city is the, the, the where the most of the location, uh, the population, where the most of the economic activity, mm. and it's all happening in in one place. Yeah. They try to decentralize, but it's not uh, that successful. So the capital city Amman um, witnessed uh, waves of immigration because mm. of the political situation, and the um, um, uh, growth was. Um, um, was uh, mostly car-centric, and uh, the resultant is that uh, once the city population right now, the country is population is 10 million, mm. but the Amman population fluctuates, maybe if, uh, maybe between four or six million. However, the congestion is uh, is uh, the, the, there is um, uh, reached uh, new levels. The, the 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 congestion when it comes to car car-centric uh, mm. to to Amman alone um, or the country as a whole. Uh, is costing around uh, 3%, uh, $3 billion uh, dollars, uh, in 2020. And this wow. is according to a report by the World Bank. Mm. And uh, the car, uh, when we say concentric, uh, we, we are saying that uh, in order to move from most of your mm. daily trips, most of your trips, you need a car. So there is not another, another mode of transport uh, available. Yeah. And it's mostly done by private vehicles. That when back in the 70s, the ownership of private vehicles was around uh, 58 uh, uh, for every one car for every 58 uh, mm. persons. However, right now it is around uh, one car for every six uh, persons in in, wow. uh, in the capital. Uh, there, the public transport is very very weak, mm. and uh, there has been a multiple um, way uh, attempts to um, mm. um, uh, to uh, improve it. However, still uh, weak. Um, and the, um, as I said, the six percent of the whole GDP is lost is as losses for um, uh, for, for congestion. One point five of them is only for productivity and uh, and fuel. Yeah. And because it's a non-oil producing country, fifty percent of the imports of mm. the of the uh, uh, oil or the fuel to the country is not going to industry. Is actually going to fuel cars. those cars, mm. and this is this is uh, serious because it is uh, it's a secure it's a it's a national security issue. Lastly, is that uh, unfortunately there are so many uh, traffic fatalities, mm. and fifty uh, percent of the people who are killed on the roads are pedestrians. Wow! And uh, because of the lack of the pedestrian um, um, uh, infrastructure, and um, uh, the also sad part is that. Um, they, they, uh, around 10% of the population is has disabilities, mm. so the, the 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 infrastructure is not uh, is not uh, adequate uh, to uh, to serve uh, these people. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's a bleak uh, picture of uh, the oil non uh, non oil producing uh, countries such as uh, Amman, Jordan. Mm -hmm. But like you work a lot in this field and you have experience in this, so what are solutions? From your perspective, we have so many problems because of cars. What can mm -hmm. we, what can we do? 
Um, so we explained about the, uh, the, the, the non-oil producing. Uh, we, can, we can discuss the, the challenges of the oil producing countries, but we can look at uh, the same report that I mentioned, which is the World Bank report uh, that mm, was published mm. in 2020 about the transportation inefficiencies in Jordan. Yeah. Uh, they've listed uh, maybe six or seven recommendations. Okay. Um, uh, the, the recommendations include, of course, uh, changing the policy. Mm. So the policy should, uh, the transportation and urban planning policy should go Both. hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, avoid the poly, uh, uh, sprawl, avoiding low density development, uh, encouraging mixed use development, investing in public transport, uh, introducing low emission zones, um, uh, investing in electrification. Mm. Um, there are so many um, initiatives. And then one of them is actually, uh, of course, uh, improve uh, traffic safety and uh, education and awareness. And, and, and one of them is to, uh, uh, to uh, promote uh, active travel. Active travel, when we say active travel, yeah. means the travel that is, uh, pers- some people call it individ- uh, personal mobility, mm. which is uh, cycling, walking, uh, scooters, um, uh, or uh, other uh, like uh, modes, uh, modes similar to that. So if you look at these seven, or, uh, seven recommendations, the, the easiest mm. and the lowest hanging fruit and the lowest cost, and I think the highest benefit, this is not only my point of view, however, it's a point of view of experts, is to actually focus on promoting um, a safe uh, pedestrian and cycling infrastructure. Mm. And from my own perspective in Jordan, um, uh, we can start with pedestrian infrastructure and then the same conditions that are conducive to pedestrian infrastructure mm. should can uh, at the same time serve in the future for cycling infrastructure. Yeah, so this is like how to say uh, the the prior, if, if the government wants to start to do something, mm-hmm. maybe the, the easiest. It is, it is. Um, maybe uh, not so the easiest. You know, you know, C, C40 cities. Yeah. C40 cities. So. The, the managing director of C40 Cities wrote an article a few months ago. Yeah. And uh, he said, I've always asked, what is the um, uh, most cost-effective uh, solution, mm-hmm. like highest benefit when the same one looks at the cost, uh, to improve uh, um, uh, environmental uh, conditions in, uh, in, in cities? Uh, yeah. uh, and he said, but if we broaden the question a little bit more, mm-hmm. which is to also solve the problem of uh, poverty, and the uh, social equality and the uh, and the uh, 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 and environment that the, the best solution is to uh, focus on cycling and walking so making taking space out of the yeah. car and giving it to uh, humans to people so mm. this is uh, yeah in jordan um, um it's, it's so it, yeah it, it, like there are so many tools to look at the cycling and walking benefits However, um, uh, there were attempts in, in Amman mm. to, uh, to improve uh, cycling and walking. Um, they, they're, uh, not, not cycling, not cycling, only walking. Mm. Uh, but they are uh, islands, like islands. Yeah. But however, uh, when I'm talking about this, I'm always looking at talking about the network. Yeah. Uh, uh, if we uh, make the best boulevard and then everybody ar- uh, arrives to that boulevard with, uh, with, uh, with the private vehicles, it is. Um, 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 it's not what we're so we're we're, we're aiming at. We are aiming at providing networks. True. So, how is the case in an oil producing country? Is it the same challenges? So, yeah. It, it, the oil producing countries are uh, different because there is a um, uh, the, those countries are wealthy. And okay. I will uh, specifically uh, mention the case of Dubai, yeah. which is uh, uh, my hometown. 
So uh, Dubai is a rather new uh, city. Everybody sees the photos of those uh, uh, high-rise uh, um, uh, buildings, towers, famous famous architecture mm -hmm. by famous architect. Uh, uh, the city is a population between two to three million. Uh, the day population of Dubai is around one million because Dubai is a, is a, is a center for the surrounding Emirates. We call them Emirates. So it's like an Emirate is similar to the states in mm. the US. Yeah. So the United Arab Emirates is a federal system made out of states, which mm. is Emirates. And Dubai is, is one of them. So it's um, and, and each one of them is managed uh, by, by its own council. And then they are, they are, there is a federal government that manages the rest of the Emirates. Yeah. So Dubai, as I said, is new. Uh, there is a the the infrastructure is uh, is very very new and it's uh, mostly uh, car centric. However, there are the, uh, there is a metro in Dubai mm -hmm. uh, operational since two thousand nine. Uh, it's uh, it's very successful. It's um, um, has very high ridership and um, it's connecting many um, of the mixed use neighborhoods with the central business district and um, it, based on the success of the metro. The city, uh, the government, uh, it, it, maybe this is something also we need to discuss, which is that uh, recently uh, there was an event in the UAE called the Government Summit. Yeah. Have you seen uh, last, last yeah. week? So, yeah. So this is um, the secret of Dubai's success, or maybe not that everyone knows that, is the governance aspect of it. Yeah. So it's not, it, there is high, there, there, there's high skill in the government and, uh, and they, there is so much governance and that's why they are even right now um, promote, they're hosting events about government summit and look and envisioning the future and like sharing lessons learned with with the rest of the world because of the high governance. So, um, the, the, for example, um, because of the because the city is always looking. How to improve itself? They are always competing. They're competing with themselves. They want to excel. Yeah. So they were the first ones in the whole region. Like I would say that there's a, there's not a metro uh, other than Egypt mm. recently in KSA, but and Qatar also very recent. But Dubai was one of the few first ones to uh, to implement uh, the metro. Mm. And from the metro, they uh, they started uh, improving the infrastructure around uh, the physical infrastructure, the walking and cycling infrastructure. Yeah around the metro station and they call them integration. So integration around the metro stations. And from that, there was another story about the cycling that uh, I, will, I will share with you. Yeah. So there are attempts to, um, to not attempts, there is a clear effort mm -hmm. to uh, promote uh, cycling and walking uh, in Dubai. However, it, is, uh, it started as a leisurely activity. Like the, the, the metro and cycle. You know that the promoting promotion the, of cycling uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, was started as a leisure leisure mm, activity mm. because the situation, as I uh, as I mentioned uh, in Dubai, yeah, uh, is that um, um, we have uh, an obesity problem. So the leading cause of death here is uh, cardiovascular disease. The obesity, the percentage of obese uh, adults, are, is actually around twenty eight percent. Wow. So one out of three mm. of adults living here mm. is obese. Mm. Children, uh, when it comes to uh, adolescents and children, it's uh, it's around uh, 14, 15 percent. Okay. And this is due to uh, um, easy access to um, uh, fast food uh, and the lack of physical activity. Yeah. 
So the government um, uh, uh, looks to promote uh, a healthier lifestyle okay. uh, and attract, of course, expats and attract, uh, you know, the, the, the people who are, uh, uh, who want to have a, a, like a city that offers the lifestyle that they, they seek. And that's, uh, that's part of the reason that the, the, that's how the cycling infrastructure mm. uh, started in the region. Yeah. There's a, um, a clear vision by the government to promote cycling and walking. The ruler himself, uh, Sheikh Mohammed uh, is seen taking the metro and uh, riding the bicycle himself. And the Crown Prince um, is, uh, is, uh, 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 promotes uh, a whole wellness month. It's called the Dubai 20, Dubai 30 by 30. Have you, have you seen it? Have I think on Instagram, before? yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so uh, the whole city, it, like they activate the whole city and they encourage every resident in Dubai to um, do 30 uh, minutes of exercise uh, for 30 days. Of course, the, the, the ripple effect uh, like becomes over the whole month. It's, uh, people do not stop in that month. And it's been uh, years, uh, years happening. In the, in the beginning of the uh, few years, uh, they used to host uh, world-class athletes, Anthony Joshua, many people coming to Dubai and hosting classes, mm. public classes open to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but right now, there are even more exciting uh, news whereby, for instance, they, they close the major highway Okay. In the city, and they encourage people to go and cycle, uh, cycle there. That's so really it, good. It's one uh, like there is like there is a uh, maybe it's ten uh, nine by nine uh, lanes highway. They close mm -hmm. it for uh, like um, for maybe around ten nine uh, ten or twenty kilometers, mm -hmm. and they invite people to uh, to cycle over there. But as I said, this is uh, mostly um, for uh, as, as a sport, as a leisure activity. Yeah. Uh, I'm more focused on to. Trans, uh, on uh, transport, uh, cycling as a transport, and cycling and walking as a transport, not as a sport. Yeah. However, sometimes they, they can bleed into the other. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But but as you mentioned, this is like more activities to promote and to inspire people and to get them uh, like uh, bike more, Active. walk more, and just like trying yeah. to change their behavior. But uh, yeah. but as you mentioned, it's about transport. So how is the how is the network? Are there like connecting uh, connected bike lines, uh, walk lines? As you, like it's the same here in Europe. So, uh, when sometimes cities say force, not force, but tell their citizens, okay, use more public transportation, take the buses, take your bike, don't use car. But when you see the reality, you see that, like the bike line is not connected at all, and then it's a kind of impossible to get from A to B by bike or walk. So you cannot tell citizens to to change their behavior if you don't really give them the option so they can do it. So exactly. how how is the exactly. how is the, the progress going in in Dubai? Yeah. So um, um, okay. Uh, for instance, the, you know the ciclovia uh, in uh, in Latin America. Ciclovia is uh, when uh, they, it used to happen in uh, in Colombia and Bogota. And they, it, uh, it's happening in, uh, elsewhere in the world, whereby they close uh, like the, a network of streets yeah. uh, on a Sunday of uh, every month, yeah. and then people just start enjoying the, those uh, public spaces. And one of the realizations that people realize, even if it's a sport activity, or if it's a sport day, or if it's a, like a, an event or a celebration, festival, yeah. uh, people realize how short the distances are if it comes to walking and cycling. Yeah. So that's what I would say, you know, that even if the, the event is towards geared towards leisure or, 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 or uh, sport, 
people realize, oh, that's the distance over here that I used to take my car to is actually much, much shorter. So then they like there's a change in 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 mindset, yeah. uh, which is uh, and they can see different parts of the city, different. They enjoy different parts of the city. So there are uh, in Dubai, there are um, there's around Dubai is a very, very big city. So um, uh, and it's said uh, it's uh, it has polycentric. It's not only one center and, and no, like different districts. It. So there are several districts. Mm. And um, when visitors come to Dubai, they ride on the main highway, which is runs across town. It's called the Sheikh Zayed Highway, E11, yeah. the number. So they, they people think that we in Dubai, we always commute from from the north to the south every day. <laughs> but basically what happens in Dubai in the past 10 years or so, each center each each, mm. uh, each center we call them centers each of these centers became its own uh, its own uh, it, it has entertainment it has a job and it has the okay. residential so we don't as residents in dubai we don't take that highway up, uh, up uh, north and south mm. uh, every day uh, there are many short trips on that highway however it's not like um, uh, what what uh, people from the airport Think, exactly. Because they, they're trying to see everything in the city. Yeah, so and they, they just... go around. Yeah, exactly. So this is what I feel from my my friends. Who this visit. is very oh, true. You... This is yeah. very. This is also how I uh, saw Dubai yeah. when we came from the airport and then going to the expo area. Uh, like the first weeks, we thought like Dubai. It's only about moving from uh, from the north to the south, and there's only this exactly. highway. And that, this is this is basically Dubai. Yes, because because along those along this highway, it's connecting the six centers. And, yeah. and tourists they want to miss, they don't want to, they want to see everything on exactly. these highways. That's why they're trotting like they're moving yeah. uh, up and down. Back and but forth. we as residents, yeah, yeah so we, we, have, don't, your, we your, don't do yeah, that. Yeah. So you mentioned like there is a district and there is like the service entertainment and so on. So so how yeah. is it going within these uh, centers? So so uh, you were asking about uh, cycling and walking, and it, then I will tell you about my neighborhood. Yeah. So 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 the uh, the, the, the metro line connects uh, north and south. Yeah. A major major central business district, and there is um, the coastal area, which was mostly low density residential, but it, it's mixed use. Mm. And then you have the inland area, which is the um, inland is mostly like it's not coast. It, there's, it's all like it we. Sometimes it's like a, we can say it's desert. Okay, so these were like developed um, uh, with mostly um, uh, predominantly low density mm. residential uh, neighborhoods. So um, uh, the, the the government um, uh, started with a cycle track called Al Qudra cycle track, and maybe you've seen it. It's a state of the art cycle track. It runs into the desert, and okay. there's a leg uh, urban legend in Dubai. And uh, I heard it on the radio. I heard it before, but then the guy confirmed it on the radio. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to quote him over here. Yeah. So there was a group of cyclists, mm. um, uh, men in Lycra. They were cycling along a desert highway um, every weekend uh, early in the morning. And His Highness, uh, the ruler, was mm. uh, always like uh, driving to his majlis around the, along that route and like saying hi to them along the way. And then one day, they uh, found um, um, a car from uh, uh, the government entity responsible for the um, uh, transportation uh, uh, planning and uh, implementation of the project. And the guy said hi uh, to the cyclist. Hi, I am from the RTA. Yeah. And uh, His Highness asked me to um, um, 
asked us to ask you guys, what do you need to to, to cycle safely instead of cycling on the highway? Wow. That highway is actually not, not very used. It's not very busy. Yeah. So that's why they were cycling on it at 4 a.m. in the morning. Like empty. So they said, yeah, we would like to have a, like a dedicated cycle track, off-street cycle track, et cetera, et cetera. So they worked together and okay, nice. they implemented, can you imagine, wow. right now this cycle track is 91 kilometers long. Wow, this is crazy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly and this is a story wow. so as i said i'm quoting an urban legend yes. but it is uh, or an urban myth or something like That's this so beautiful but this is i heard it on the radio however that specific cycle track is is for sports yeah and i i'll, I'll be honest with you i i rarely uh, use it i'm mm. not into um, um uh, sport as a cycling as a sport um uh, so this this is one of the first cycle tracks that you wear in the city there were other cycle tracks along around parks, around mm. beach waterfronts. Yeah. Um, there was also another trend, which is there's a ma massive uh, service sector in the in Dubai. Mm. So the service sector traditionally these people um, do not have access to cars and they do not um, have the necessary income to own cars. Yeah. So they were also taking their they having their own bicycles. Mm. Okay, uh, riding around town. And with the introduction of electric scooters, mm. we have a very high percentage of uh, personally owned scooters. So it's unique. It's not like we're people are renting, renting uh, yeah. scooters sharing, from, yeah. from rent, uh, uh, scooter sharing. Mm. No people own their uh, scooters. Cool. So the, what they notice is that um, uh, people are using buying the foldable scooters, taking them in the metro, and uh, then from the end, exit yeah. the metro stations, they zoom, they always see them zooming around around metro stations and going to their business districts. Mm. So the, from that, as I told you, there was uh, an, um, very, uh, a lot of care taken into implementing cycling and walking networks around metro stations. Okay. Metro stations are traditionally linked to um, business districts and yeah. high-density areas. True. They're not uh, they're like in low-density mm. um, suburban neighborhoods. So this was the other development of cycling and, and, uh, and uh, walking in the city. From that, there, is a, there was another development okay. that uh, took place, which is what they call them the soft mobility um, projects. Soft mobility in Arabic is called Naql Marin. So it's, uh, they've, um, they've done a study of the whole city and um, identified a number of neighborhoods. Those neighborhoods are the highest density neighborhoods. They're affordable neighborhoods, and they implemented improvements along the whole um, neighborhood scale. So the, each neighborhood, the population was around 70,000, okay. 100,000. One of them is 200,000. Wow. And they improved the infrastructure towards walking and cycling. Mm. And uh, so they're, typically, these neighborhoods have metro and have uh, mass transport in them. Mm. But they also have what we call short trips. Short trips are the trips that we are targeting when it comes to cycling and walking, which mm. is between one to five kilometers max so they around those neighborhoods they were uh, like they there's so much they, even in the bus in the, the, the if you look at the bus trips there's so many short trips when it comes to the yeah. bus so by improving the cycling and walking in they, these neighborhoods they're actually like they also took some trips from the buses mm -hmm. and people started using uh, uh, using the infrastructure available uh, there were uh, like there's a menu of 10 or 12 uh, improvements you can do in, around those metro stations. Yeah. Uh, you provide cycle parking. You provide the drop-off bays for um, for um, uh, for um, uh, 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 the bike sharing and car sharing. There is um, um, uh, shading, microclimate, seating, uh, etc. So these were the second. The, I would say the third 
uh, phase, or I would not say it's a phase, but maybe they all went simultaneously depending yeah. on the budgeting. So th that's the third phase of improvements within uh, within uh, Dubai City. And the, and however, uh, there are still right now uh, work on two dedicated off street a uh, bike uh, biking network around along the city okay. and um, i will as i said once they um, they build um, uh, a cycle track mm. in one in one of the areas that was improvement they, they count the number of cyclists and uh, they they the number of cyclists in the in one of the areas improved by 100 percent. oh that's crazy <laughs> so because of that once you provide yeah, infrastructure of course people say it's too hot people don't walk here yeah. people have so many cars people have so much responsible mm, income mm. but people forget that there's so many people who have uh, don't have access to cars yeah they they uh, they um, um they are uh, their income does not allow that so these people were actually um it, it, it makes me so happy when I see that 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 you are providing for the people who do not, uh, um, from the different income yeah. uh, bracket, mm. and they you you gave them a quality of life exactly. because not only they use a state of the art metro, mm. but when they get out of the metro, they take the scooter and they go to their jobs safely, with efficiently, with time and with the, with dignity. Yeah. Because unfortunately, unfortunately, in our country, uh, in Jordan and the, in other in sometimes. The, pe the people, the person who is walking, he is, is the one who's compromised. So he made a decision for himself and for the environment and for the uh, for the future yeah. to walk. And then immediately you are in danger. You are in uh, in very harsh circumstances. You're you're uh, running for your life, and it's uh, it, it just makes me so happy, and it wakes me up in the morning. Yeah. When I when I when I when you give um, you know you give options. And the dignity to the people who are uh, walking, and to the uh, to the different different mm, mm. Uh, people, uh, different types of people within within your neighborhood, whether being uh, income income or age or ability. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, it's it's very sad to see. Like, unfortunately, this is the case in many cities when you see like the the hierarchy of of uh, of the traffic. You see the 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 pedestrian or people walking is like in the lowest level, and as you mentioned, mm. that's the first one is going to be sacrificed, and it's very sad. Mm. So, from what I yeah. understand, like the the image you paint into me about Dubai is like there is a, a, a bike and walk, um, let's say lines infrastructure within the different district. And also connected to the metros, within right around the a metros. A number of districts, yeah, most most of the districts, yeah, uh, yeah within all metro stations. Yeah. But within this this uh, this uh, expansion of what you call self mobility plan, yeah, uh, with the three three neighborhoods were completed. Yeah. And uh, more more neighborhoods are are being completed. Yeah. But we have to bear in mind of that this is a wealthy country. Mm. So so the infrastructure is is is. Uh, Although it is uh, car centric, but there is there are sidewalks, there are curbs, there yeah. are pedestrian crossings, there is signage. So it's not there are signals. But this is uh, this is uh, we're not talking about like a, 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 a poor country. So there is some uh, infrastructure, and they're 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 trying to improve it. However, yeah. it is very hard to retrofit car centric infrastructure mm. because the 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 priority was the the value system when we were building a car centric infrastructure is to deliver what we call level of service. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. You're familiar with that. So the level of service is basically to determine the uh, volume of cars which you can move in a specific uh, corridor. Mm. So that is actually the incentive is to move 
as many cars as possible. <laughs> it's not the, the incentive is to make the, the trip for the pedestrian and the human and the, and yeah. the, and the cyclist. Uh, it's a different value system when, when you are designing for humans. And if you want, we can talk about what are the value, uh, five values you need to, uh, principles you need to focus on when you uh, do active travel. So uh, one of them, uh, for instance, is the directness. So the, the, when we try to, when we walk as humans uh, or cycle, we need, we often choose the most direct uh, route. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we don't want to like exit and go no, and, not and do this and do this. And, so, yeah. And the long distance mm. and the, and the, you know, the, so we always choose that, the, the direct. That's why you always see the desire lines and people crossing from illegal areas because they are direct, uh, direct yeah. connections. And this is very hard to retrofit when you are designing, uh, when you initially started designing mm. for the cars. And the other principle when you are planning for human uh, or human-centric mobility is comfort. So people choose to walk where, where they are comfortable. So mm. there has to be a tree canopy, shading, a water, um, a seating, etc. cetera. Uh, one of uh, safety is extremely uh, mm. uh, important. Uh, the coherence, coherence. So it has to be legible in your brain. Like if you're, uh, yeah. if you're riding a bicycle, you don't want to think this is my lane, this is not my lane, no. et cetera, et cetera. So we mentioned the coherent comfort, safety, directness, and that's, I think that we, we mentioned the five. So these are the five principles as opposed to the level of service in, uh, in, uh, yeah. in, uh, for the car. Mm. But the thing is that it's going to take a lot of time and energy and resources to, to transform a car based or car centric city to more human and mm. bike and walk, uh, centric cities, right? Uh, of course, but uh, it doesn't uh, mean that we should uh, uh, prevent, uh, prevent that yeah. and uh, give up. And uh, as, as I told you, if you look at the cost benefit mm. comparing uh, cycling and walking to, uh, to car-centric infrastructure, the, the cost benefit uh, outweighs it. Like, I'll give you examples. Give me. So uh, in LA, Mm. Okay, LA, Los Angeles is very, very car-centric. Yeah. So they've noticed that in the uh, the neighborhoods where after they improved the um, uh, cycling infrastructure, mm. there was a 12% increase in the sales tax in those areas. Yeah. Meaning that if you improve a neighborhood and improve cycling and walking uh, in it, people buy more in that neighborhood. Mm. So because people in, in, in walking, uh, uh, this is also proven in London, yeah. Uh, people who walk and cycle buy more in the local retail. Mm. So actually, this is like this was used as a tool to encourage uh, retailers on high streets to to to, improve, to tell them let's let's take some car space, let's take some car parking spaces, and dedicate them to walking and cycling because the 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 the, the, the retailers they were always convinced that if you take the parking away, mm. people will actually stop coming to my shop. But in the contrary, yeah. it's they yeah. heard that they, they there is a bias. That it is not that uh, the the that the, the patrons that are coming to these uh, shops are actually uh, mm. car drivers. They're not. They're not. Maybe, maybe 50 50 50. There, well, some of them are walking and cycling, and some mm. of them are car drivers. But the car, the people who are driving by cars, are, they complain the most. Of course. And they complain about parking the most. <laughs> That's why the retailers in their background, yeah, they, they think that this is uh, yeah. this is uh, this is basically uh, the reason. And there are different ways of managing parking. But the, I would say something Same. is that there is a, you know, that book of um, uh, high cost of free parking mm. by Donald Shoup. So he says that they, he noticed that even retailers park their own cars in these spots. 
<laughs> so it's not like they, these spots are for patrons. They're actually for the employees also, who are yeah. on the patron, the, the, yeah. these spots. So we're not saving anyone by by uh, by making uh, parking available uh, free for people everywhere. I, we we're not, we now jump to parking, but uh, yeah. it is, uh, no, you but cannot it, talk about it, exactly. parking without talking it, about parking. It is, it, is, <laughs> it is part of the story. Uh, I work a lot mm. with the placemaking, and recently they approved that mm. um, doing the parklet, you know, like taking off some uh, yeah. cars and putting like uh, parklets, like uh, benches and maybe playgrounds. This increased a lot uh, the income for the for the shops, yeah. and so it's like more approved. And the mm. car is not the king anymore everywhere. Yes, especially in the in the in the neighborhoods, as you uh, like in Europe, where you have uh, like a. Uh, uh, compact uh, yeah. neighborhoods and uh, value the space is uh, is uh, of value. Mm. However, if you are in a low density suburban uh, environment, the value of uh, mm. the, the space is not uh, in shortage. However, uh, the quality of space becomes de deteriorates immediately the more you provide the Ex more parking you provide them. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm curious to ask you. Um, I guess you heard a lot about 15 minutes city, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When when you now plan in Dubai. Uh, more like let's say talking mobility and transportation do you do you consider this as like a 15 minute city concept or no you plan what fits to dubai and you don't like consider so much of 15 minute city and let's implement it and so on if you understand my question yeah of course of course so uh, 15 uh, uh, 15 minute city of course uh, like you hosted the the um, the person who envisioned the uh, the concept Dubai has adopted, um, uh, as I mentioned, the Dubai Urban 2040 plan, which is a growth plan for the next um, uh, up to 2040, and it was one of the first ones to uh, uh, to be approved and uh, by the highest level in the in the in the city, because previously the development happened so fast and led by real estate developers yeah. and very ambitious ambitious project. However, this project was done, this plan was done with everybody on the table. Everybody, all the stakeholders were on the table and they, the end was approved by the highest level. So right now it's leading the development mm. of the city uh, in the future. Yeah. One of the, one of the, this, the, this 2040 plan, they had six principles and from the six principles, they have 40 initiatives or uh, themes. Mm. Uh, uh, so one of them is the 20 minute uh, neighborhood and X minute city. So okay. the 20 minute neighborhood, when we will talk a 20, 20, 15 minute city, it's actually, it should be a neighborhood, okay? Mm. Because a uh, uh, 15 minute city cannot, uh, can, like, it's, um, uh, let's, let's, let's focus on the community or a neighborhood. Yeah. So what, what you need is within those, you can commute within 15 yeah. minutes uh, catchment. So, um, uh, however, the, the rest, like some, there are facilities that should be on a walking distance, uh, which is uh, in this region, five minutes or six minutes. And then you have like something on the cycling and uh, et cetera. And then you have the X minute city, which is where you go to your job using public transport. So, so for instance, Singapore, they have 40 minute city. So because they want to say that anywhere in Singapore yeah. you live, you can take the public transport and go to your mm. job with this, uh, with this. So this is the first verification. Um, yes, there has been principles uh, since uh, even before they they coined it the uh, twenty minute city. We uh, there was a there is a manual of provision of public facilities like the mosque should be um, uh, four hundred yeah. meters uh, maximum distance depending mm. on the this, uh, neighborhood. There is uh, even in Abu Dhabi uh, the mosque should be two hundred meters fifty mm. meters. Mm. Uh, the primary school should be at uh, uh, maybe eight hundred meters. I forgot. 
secondary school becomes like this. So there is, it has been embedded, but I uh, I don't know how, how will this work if you're still planning uh, uh, massive road corridors mm. and uh, very low density and uh, navigating uh, parking. True. So this is what I'm wor working on the past maybe uh, two, uh, two years or mm. so is that this, uh, this uh, small interventions when, when it comes to the infrastructure into um, uh, for cycling and walking. Yeah. Um, and that, that it, we, we can cover now or we can cover later. It's, it's we can do it, we, we can do it now. I, I, I'm very happy to hear from you. You yeah. can, yeah. Yeah. You can tell us more about so, these in interventions. Yeah. So um, uh, there is a uh, manual uh, called Active Design Guidelines uh, prepared by the uh, New York Associ Architects Association. And uh, um, the, there's so much weight going into that, what the traffic planners and the road uh, planners and the urban designers can do to uh, promote uh, cycling and walking. Okay. However, when you make that uh, infrastructure and you provide infrastructure, and you provide, for instance, public transport. Mm -hmm. The last interface, one of the one of the important interfaces, is the interface with the building. Mm -hmm. So, we how how the building envelope is yeah. uh, is is planned from the outside, how it's meeting the the, the curb, the how facade, it's meeting the street, yeah. is extremely important to promote cycling and walking. Yeah. And then inside the building is also another story how to promote cycling and walking. Exactly. So let's talk about the building envelope. Mm -hmm. I. Uh, <laughs> I, I live next to uh, like a, one of the main cycle tracks in, in the city. So there is a hospital next to my uh, house and I went and I visited a friend. It's like maybe two kilometers away from my house. Okay. So I took my bike. I went there. I, uh, it's, it, it's a famous cycle track. So everybody knows about that cycle track. It's not a, a leisure only. It's a mobility as well. It is, yeah. So I arrived to the hospital. And where can I park my bike? Uh, no, you cannot. Park. I, I went around the hospital twice. I could not park my wow. bike, and then eventually, they like I parked it somewhere. I got out of the hospital to find it. They they moved it somewhere else. They put it next to the garbage room. <laughs> I'm like next to the loading, and it's it's just so. Uh, this whose responsibility is that? Exactly. Is that is that the 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 instead of focusing on the form, on the shape, on the facade, etc. Mm. Well, how about we focus on the on the on the experience of the person who is not arriving by car, True. who is arriving by their bicycles? Mm. Where do I put my bicycle? Where do I the, the the parking of the bicycle should be in somewhere safe? Mm. Should be somewhere shaded? Should have cameras? Should have close or service to the entrance? Mm. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, another example is that my gym. <laughs> so <laughs> you <have> a lot. <laughs> if I take my car to the gym, yeah. it's half an hour. If I take my bicycle, it's literally ten minutes. Wow. So I take my bicycle to the gym. Yes. And then I'm like, I arrive to the, it's a high rise, it's a CBD. Mm. So uh, the, the, it's, a CB, it's a central business district. Yeah. And I arrive to the high rise building. I'm like, where can I buy, 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 buy? No, go to basement two. I'm like, basement two. I try to go. It's like the ramp is like this. And it's like, <laughs> why do I have to be compromised? Yeah. Why do yeah. I have to break my neck to, in order to park my bike? Eventually, I made a, like a, a compromise between, with, with them. I'm parking with the unloading and unloading bay because of the like because this is like this is on, on the ground level yeah. instead of going B2. And if I went to B2, there were so many people who have parked their scooters in those, uh. but they're, they're, they're different because they take it in the elevator. I can't take my bicycle on the elevator. So this is part, this is a very important role of the mm. facility management. Yeah. So the facility management should understand that they are in a business district connected to a metro, connected to a cycle mm. track. They should provide facilities for cyclists and walking. 
And on the contrary, architects, when they are designing a new building or retrofitting an existing building, mm. should think about that, should think about that experience of the person who is walking, cycling, uh, that their needs are totally different than the needs of the person who is uh, arriving by car. Yeah. Even simple things, uh, Mustafa, um, uh, simple things as seating. Like uh, mm. if you are cycling with a child or cycling with that, with, or walking with an elderly, mm. they need to sit somewhere. They need garbage bins. They need um, 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 uh, sh shading, as, as, as you know. They need something nice, beautiful. Uh, uh, I, maybe I forgot to tell you this. Uh, people used to cycle, people choose to cycle on aesthetic, something based on aesthetics. They know also, they want to look at something nice. Also, so yeah. if, if it's a blind facade, if they are putting our cycle track next to the, to the garbage rooms or like the uh, MEP or, a, uh, or uh, like uh, AC blowing hot air at us, people will not cycle. So this is, this is how you um, uh, really encourage cycling and walking mm. instead of only focusing on infrastructure and the uh, road project. Let's think about humans when mm. it comes to the building, once they arrive to the building and once they, um, they enter the building itself. Yeah. There is a book, I think, I don't know if you read it, but I recommend it also. It's Soft City by David Sim. Uh, yes, you, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. It's, it's. I didn't read it. Actually, okay. But I, I've, I've always had it on my Amazon list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, David yeah. Is, is is great, and his book is is very lovely, and it's also yeah. Young Gale part of it, uh, or forwarded by Young Gale. It talks about yeah. this soft city that uh, the integration between the the building, the streets, and so on to create this like a soft, beautiful, and comfortable city for for people. And I think this is a lot of, to do with us, that we should have a multidisciplinary disciplinary teams to remind each other that when an architect designed their beauty, their landmark, should also pay attention and remember there, is, there are people around this building. And then for the urban designers as well to integrate like the different small details that makes this experience very good for people to bike and cycle and so on. 100%. And you know what? Though if you look at the, the, the people ask me about the well and the lead and all of this, they have them. So the people look at, look at them as checklists in order to get certification. However, when you implement the building yeah. and you build it, you need, you need some kind of care and attention yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and uh, follow up in order to realize what you have built. If even if a manhole level change mm. of five centimeters, it means a death. Or exact, somebody will break exact. something out in order if, if people take it lightly. Mm. The texture of the pavement, uh, like the, the like the paving or the surfaces, will also impact how uh, how people uh, move. There are like surface parking, for example, surface parking. Yeah. Uh, so you would think that surface parking is fine for cycling or walking, but it's actually a dead uh, like a death zone for exactly. Me. Like people have massive SUVs. They don't expect that I'm there. I'm like I'm not that tall. I people mm. cannot see me. I'm like waving. I'm uh, my children are with yeah. me. It's really, really uh, insensitive it's if exactly. people just like dedicate the access to the building through a surface parking. Yeah, yeah. You just give, just give a dedicated. So this is what I am right now focusing on, focusing mm -hmm. on existing buildings. How we can actually Transform. make them, uh, mm -hmm. or or neighborhoods, or existing cities. Yeah. How we can target the minimum viable change that costs as low exactly. as possible in order to mm. uh, provide the um, um, encourage promote cycling and walking yeah and people are not uh, paying attention to that people are looking at the massive project there's a tendency and uh, like a, a tendency for la a large scale uh, uh, development and yeah. the people want to cut ribbons and build massive projects and people do not take a lot of credit or attention 
to small interventions that change it's, your quality no, of life. Th this is it. The, the thing is that this is a system have been existing for many, many years, you know, from the modernists and so on. So the attention is to the, the huge landmarks, to this massive mm -hmm. architecture, to the to the fanciest car and the, the fast car. Not so much about the details and the basic elements in everyday life. So this is like... What me and you and other our colleagues living in it is that try to transform this mindset, transform the city until let's see when we will manage to have a, a human centric city in the future. But now it's like it's it's our mission is to fix the problems that uh, our previous we colleagues can, uh, people, created. People, everybody has a role. Everybody has a role. Yeah. And uh, uh, the event that you and me participated in in ArcNet before my talk was actually like we can actually identify how each one of us can improve and, uh, and encourage life yeah. uh, like um, uh, active travel and uh, em encourage uh, um, sustainable mobility yeah. uh, uh, as, a, as a whole. Um, uh, architects have a role. Interior designers have a role. True. Uh, even if you have a media platform, okay, such also, as yours, yeah. or if you, have a, if you are participating in an event or speaking at an event, ask the organizers, did you provide cycling and walking? When you are putting that mm. uh, to how to get to the facility, can you tell? Can you encourage people yeah. to uh, come by cycling or walking? If you got by bicycle, where can I park my bike? Mm. You can demand this, okay? If you are a healthcare professional, you can also tell your 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 your, 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 your patients, or you can promote your. It's not like exactly. take a walk only. That go to work mm. walking. Yeah. Uh, when you arrive somewhere. Uh, take your time, plan ahead, and park somewhere far mm. in order to avoid congestion and the uh, parking cruising. You know the story about uh, cruising for parking? No. That uh, cruising for parking actually causes so much congestion. In the same book for uh, the high cost of free parking, mm. it causes so much congestion. That, and it's actually also very dangerous for walking and cycling because yeah. if you're look, cruising and looking for parking, you're not watching for pedestrians and cyclists. Ah, you mean, and yeah. All, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, people yeah. are cruising I got for it, parking. Yeah. So if people just have the like the sensitivity uh, mm. to arrive just to plan their trip uh, 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 earlier yeah. and just park a little bit further and walk down that uh, the, the, the walk, it, that would save lives in order and also encourage uh, cycling and walking. So each one of us, I, I don't like to uh, think it's only the responsibility of one or the other. Everybody has a, course, has a role in of... order to promote this. Yeah, uh, yeah. One last thing is how to teach your children to walk and cycle. Uh, exactly. How to teach children to walk and cycle. Yes. Is it by first of all modeling? Okay. Don't be that lazy and uh, just park <laughs> your car in the like, in that uh, entrance and yeah. uh, load the stuff and and block the everywhere. It's like it's it's about uh, common uh, good manners and common sense. Just mirror that uh, mirror that uh, behavior and people mm. model it and people will, uh, the children will will actually copy it. So exactly. uh, teach them how to interact with their cities, etc. And it's not, it, it, it did not come intuitively to me, uh, Mustafa. Uh, I've had my children here and I'm uh, living in a neighborhood that has uh, infrastructure, but I wasn't sure, like, um, um, I, it, it took me a while to understand yeah. that I really need to teach my children how to interact with the road. I need to, all of, I need to uh, retrofit my neighborhood in order to meet the, the walking and cycling. Yeah. And I worked bit by bit. With that, we like I've uh, worked with the community. I raised uh, raised the concerns to the authority, and right now, uh, up to recently, my children were walking to the school by themselves, and they're eight years That's old. That's so beautiful. In 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 Dubai, yeah, yeah, by themselves, 
and so excited by themselves and it's not only them it's the whole neighborhood yeah. that are they benefited from that uh, and that uh, that uh, tiny improvements and i'm telling you very very surgical intervention mm -hmm. and right now i am uh, in my own uh, startup i started a startup called the street design team yeah. i am rolling this this uh, this uh, schema to a number of uh, schools around the city wow. whereby we want to uh, target imp uh, doing um, tactical intervention mm -hmm. on the infrastructure around cities to promote uh, safe and uh, safety when and walking and cycling around the, these neighborhoods. That's which amazing. Is, which is, yeah, well, we, this is what we call walking and cycling urbanism. Cool. So basically, we, we use the tools of walking and cycling mm. In order to um, uh, to uh, as a, as a framework, yeah. in order to promote sustainable, like to to create cities that are thriving or streets that are thriving, streets that are safe, yeah. streets that are streets that are uh, fulfilling the function that they are uh, mm. meant meant to do. And uh, this is one of the key focus areas that I am focusing on right now. That's amazing. What I love with you is that you are walking the talk. So it will be another uh, conversation if you told me like uh, I don't bike. To be honest, this is what like this is what I see. Like uh, leaders, you lead by example, you know, instead of like just talking, talking. But you're doing it and uh, just to show that okay, it's it's not just like a theory or a beautiful image. No, it is like I'm doing it, so it is possible. So it so is exactly that. Exactly shout out that. to you. Uh, if people, if people, like if you are in a meeting and people say, oh, it's fine, it's safe, let's leave this and let's walk. Yeah. Yeah, let's, you can, did you yeah. experience that? Exactly. Did you step on asphalt before? Mm. Did you? And I, I am, I'm, um, you know, uh, my, my parents are elderly mm. and uh, they're in their 70s, but, and my children are young. So I am thinking of the cities for both of them. Yeah. I'm not only thinking of me uh, physically able, I am thinking of the cities for both of them. I want cities that my children, can actually uh, thrive in they mm. will not uh, become depressed because they don't walk they don't become fat because mm. they don't are uh, overweight they uh, they are independent they are not dependent on me they have autonomy and at yep. the same time for my elderly parents if they become if they are continue to live in a suburban uh, neighborhood mm. and they are isolated from the whole world they will actually deteriorate much faster and uh, this is what's happening i am i'm telling you about this because uh, I was I lived in when I was young in a, in a mixed-use neighborhood. But then I was a child of the suburbs. Yeah. And I hate suburbs. It when we were transported, transplanted in the suburbs, <laughs> it became very, very lonely. Yeah. Because you have to Isolated. depend on somebody to drive you, to take you in yeah. order to go anywhere. And yeah. that is actually I detest driving. I I I would rather um, walk as much as I can. Cycling it gives you more yeah. distance, more what we call walking shed. But I I prefer that because it just it, 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 when you're dependent on somebody else mm. to run your errands, to do all of this, especially for elderly now in Jordan, it's it's very, very, very sad. True. That's very true. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's uh, very interesting uh, what we are talking about. And what I love to ask you, mm. like now in your job, if you mention like maybe the, the two biggest challenging that, challenges that you're facing in your job, um, in so order to make the, this trans yeah. transformation actually this is not only um it's it has been identified by uh, 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 by a number of uh, uh, different jurisdictions around the world uh, it's awareness and education skill mm. okay so um 
when you are in university, uh, most of the schools right now, they are, uh, they focus uh, like transportation is separate from urban design and separate yeah. from uh, architecture and landscape architecture. Uh, mobility as a and sustainable mobility is uh, it's touched upon, but it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not, people do not have uh, an understanding how to design for walking and cycling. And um, I think the government of the New South Wales in Australia, they've they've identified that and they called for abstract and they created they recently announced their most recent course in order to um mm. for i think a master's degree or bachelor's degree mm, mm. in order to uh, train people how to design uh, uh, human-centric yeah. uh, sustainable uh, infrastructure um, the dutch cycling embassy has been organizing mm. courses and promoting this uh, along along the around, around the whole world in the last COP27, they've, uh, the Dutch cycling embassy and the Dutch government, they said they will um, uh, invest uh, in training, I think, 10,000 prof city professionals worldwide. Mm. Um, in, um, I think um, in Germany, there was a, a new course for a master's degree or something like this. It was the first cycling infrastructure course. This is a new field. Yeah. And uh, 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 expertise and skill is uh, is lacking mm. and uh, it's not uh, it, it's um, it's new so this is one of the the challenges so i had to work on myself in order to uh, to obtain skills and at the same time uh, i will of course it will keep on refining and learning uh, more skills because even in the dutch who are the the people who leading uh, leading the like leading the whole um, um, notion of promoting cycling and walking they're also testing so we, we test course. this infrastructure and test more and of test course. more and test this detail Always. and test that detail. And, um, and uh, as I said, because it's for humans, mm. so you, it's a human behavior is not like a machine. So it's, it's, it changes and um, exactly. it's subject to too many variables. Mm. So the, the key, uh, uh, the key um, um, uh, one of the key challenges is actually uh, skill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, other challenge, I would say awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, we did not discuss in details, but if uh, if a parent understands that uh, if they drive their child everywhere, and if uh, there there is a tendency of one in every uh, three adults to be obese, and uh, and the children that that the, the right now is fourteen percent mm. uh, obesity, and it's because uh, uh, children are not physically active, and they can realize that physical activity by changing the uh, the, the taking some of the short trips because yeah. we're not talking about taking all the trips everywhere. We're taking just changing some of the short trips around the city and uh, taking them uh, by car and cycling. That's a major, major uh, driver. Uh, mm. The other th is just uh, we as humans walk for uh, all, uh, all uh, like since millennia, since for millennia, and then the past one hundred years we forgot. Exactly. That we yeah. walk. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to re remember that uh, we were made for walking, and uh, uh, otherwise we, it, it's deadly for us. Yeah. So the impact of your lifestyle choices mm. affects your uh, your uh, your the outcome uh, at the end when it comes to health and uh, well being. Um, the uh, choosing where to live, choosing where to mm. uh, 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 the school that your children go to is actually will have a massive effect on their quality of life yeah. and uh, 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 going back to loneliness. If you're in an isolated place, mm. which, which which is very suburban and uh, people need to take their cars to go everywhere, True. then it's uh, it will uh, impact the well-being and the mental well-being. So mm. this is another challenge uh, you're that facing. Uh, people are facing. Yeah, because what I want to ask you, like, uh, 
talk about people we talked about this infrastructure the system and the professionals mm. i want to talk about like people's behavior like i'm i'm originally from baghdad and mm. there in my country and in, in my city uh, we have this mindset of course not all of us i need to be clear as well but if you own a car uh, you have a higher st- status in the in the in the hierarchy or in the society and people strive to own a car to drive a car more than like owning a bike or walking like when we see a person biking or walking we say ah such a poor person and they are like in the low uh, socioeconomic uh, level but when you drive in the car then you are like you made it you know you're living the dream you're you're cool so how how do we even if like driving car is not good for health nor good for the environment economy and you name it so how do we change this behavior and this belief Mustafa, it's uh, very simple. Every car trip starts with walking and ends up with walking. Mm. Every car trip. So if we improve the infrastructure for walking uh, mm. uh, around those destinations, actually, immediately, like you, you have, uh, so even if those people have like the best cars in the world, yeah. they will en- end up en- leaving that car and walking. Mm. So if will that on that stretch, if we improve that stretch, I think it's even uh, worthwhile. Um, um, my my friend's uh, dad broke his back going into a supermarket. Okay. Mm. Regardless of uh, of uh, going in, uh, if that infrastructure is 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 available, mm. if you're talking about 100 meters, 200 meters, that's that's for me. That's that's good enough. And we're not talking about going everywhere all the time. So the to study done with, by yeah. the Environmental Protection Agency mm. in uh, in the U.S. There was a household survey. I have the statistics for 2009. Mm. Or there are, you know, there are other statistics, but they they estimated that if they um, they are 10,000 billion miles driven on short trips in in the U.S. alone. So they estimated that what if we look at the trips that are under one mile? Mm. Only we look yeah. at the trips that are under one mile, and we transfer these trips from car driven to Walking or cycling. What would the impact on the world be? Yeah. So I'm only talking about one mile. One so mile, the yeah. people who have the ma- fantastic cars, they can go to <laughs> other trips. But if I'm talking about the one mile, yeah. what if we only take half of them? Mm. Because the other half, they are unable, physically unable to 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 uh, to walk. The weather is not good, mm. or the, the 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 temperature is too hot, or they don't have time. So, uh, what would the impact be? It would be equivalent of taking four hundred thousand cars off wow. the road every year wow and it will equal to just or we're talking about the trips that are under one, one mile under one mile so it will be equivalent to save to nine hundred thousand dollars wow alone so it's it's fine if we if half of the people continue to drive and yeah. half of the people look at those short trips and transfer yeah. them into uh walking and cycling mm-hmm. what is what is the next like what what is the next for for dubai why, what is the next step? Um, as a government, they uh, they uh, make uh, announcements that uh, they want to be the best uh, city uh, to live in uh, in the world. So okay. they are always uh, aiming for the like the lifestyle right now. Yeah. So as I said, when it came to cycling, uh, promoting cycling and stuff, it was about also the lifestyle and promoting health and well-being. Mm. Um, um, there is. Um, um, uh, they, they will continue into improving the the network of the infrastructure. Um, there is an expansion of the uh, scooters and bike sharing, 
and um, um, uh, there is a more um, uh, infill development because there were some uh, like sprawl uh, mm. around. Uh, right now, there is more infill uh, development within the city. Um, and um, yeah, um, uh, there is more attention towards the natural uh, natural uh, assets. Yeah. So the beach, mm. the, the witnessed ma massive developments over the past uh, uh, years, mm. and uh, the beach in Dubai is actually one of the most inclusive uh, spaces in the city. Have you been? Yeah, it's which which part yeah. of is because they are different, right? No, they're all along the same coast. Ah, so it's okay, called yeah. Jumeirah Beach, Kai ah, Beach. Jumeirah, all yeah. of them are just yeah, like yeah. Uh, tiny, tiny beaches exactly, around, yeah. along this. So it's it's if you go there, there is a state of the art cycling track of Steve. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of my like uh, favorite favorite projects uh, uh, that we worked on recently. There is a, a dedicated running track. There are uh, like uh, uh, very good amenities, toilets and yeah. uh, showers uh, for yeah. everyone. The beach is super free, uh, safe. For females, for males, they are um, they are uh, children. They are lifeguards and mm. police um, uh, most of the time, and free of charge. So there is the, the attention to develop a water, the waterfront has been um, a, has uh, has brought me so much joy. And it's my favorite place in the whole uh, city. Yeah. There is also now attention to develop the inland. Um, mm. There is a like a village uh, called Hatta. So people uh, they, they are focusing on in, uh, in, in developing that. Uh, so th this is what I uh, would uh, say, but I am always looking at um, at uh, uh, spatially. I'm looking at it spatially. Yeah. However, maybe if you spoke to someone else, they would tell you something about uh, tourism or something about Depends, the yeah. economy yeah. or events. But I'm looking at it in terms of spatially because yeah. I think spatially. Yeah, making cities for people. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we move to the last section of this episode, um, I maybe I share with you. Uh, here in Stockholm, also like the city was uh, struggling with the. Um, you mentioned like the, the harmony between the buildings and the bike lines and the street, the urban design. So here they introduced like an award, for being a bike friendly office or bike friendly building and so on. So maybe this is also something you can also like uh, work with, like giving an award, because there is a certification if I understand correctly. But then you can introduce an award, like if you have uh, X amount of parking for bikes, if you promote like uh, your employees to bike, you give them bonus or you give them more free time if they bike and so on. So yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, actually, yes, it's super definitely. cool. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I uh, one of the schools I worked on, I told them um, uh, if you, uh, they said they have 300 staff and uh, their, their school is not connected to a metro, a metro. Yeah. So they said there are like 300 of them, maybe 200. They are two, they arrive by 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 cars. Wow. So I said, okay, you should encourage the staff that are carpooling, yeah. give them a dedicated parking yeah. closer mm. to the school. Or there's another school that we worked on. We told them that the staff should park far away mm. and leave the closer uh, parking uh, along the the, the 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 entrance of the school for the parents who drop off and pick up and drop off and pick up. Of course, this is not ideal. But the, the 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 situation is that this mm. was disconnected from the city. That the school is disconnected from the city and has no public transport around it. So we had to play with the parking and the incentives in order to um, uh, make it safer for the children yeah. to walk around the school. But what you're talking about is a is an even better scheme, whereby providing showers, providing incentives. Mm -hmm. Some people, uh, some companies, they um, pay back the employees who exactly. choose not to use parking. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, it's extremely. Uh, 
worthwhile yeah. and uh, it's actually very cost effective yeah. yeah so dima is is cycling in the middle east a luxury thing or a necessity after uh, this uh, <laughs> explanation it's uh, definitely the the best way to go yeah and i would say we should always talk, say, talk about um, cycling and walking and walking so we're yeah. talking about because the same common the same uh, conditions that are conducive to cycling mm. are the conditions that uh, enable walking um, uh, we'll have to talk about networks yeah we should not walk, talk about tracks or length of tracks yeah. we should talk about networks we should talk about it as transport not uh, not sport and lastly we should always talk about it that some trips some of the time mm. in order not to make people like alienate them and make them uh, say that it is uh, it's so hard to uh, to implement so let's let's change some trips and some of the time and uh, take it from there yeah very inspiring and now we are in the in the final uh, section or po- part of this uh, episode and in this podcast usually we talk about projects and we talk mm-hmm. about people behind the project for me and for our listeners from 140 countries it's important to get inspiration from from our guests so uh, you're a great woman leading and working hard to making like cities for people. I love to ask you, what motivates you? What is your motivation? Um, as I said uh, before, I, uh, um, um, I think it's, um, it's my children and my parents and I, the, my, the elderly and the children, because you, when you, uh, I really, um, Want a better city for for both, and mm. uh, and uh, this is uh, this is that what what's what's driving, and it it, it comes with age when you're uh, when you, when you see your parents aging or when your children grow, yeah. you really want uh, the best for both of them. Maybe when I was young, I was uh, I was younger, I was uh, um, looking at more energy efficiency, more at um, conserving um, um, conservation because yeah. we have a lot of archaeological sites, etc. However, um, uh, now it's all about uh, being inclusive uh, uh, to all uh, different, uh, different people, uh, different types of people in our society. So people gives you energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, uh, and uh, from you mentioned you, you work and you have the startup and so on. How do you find the work-life balance, especially like you, you need to do a lot of change. You do a lot of impact mm-hmm. at the same time. You have kids, uh, you have a family, mm-hmm. you have uh, your hobbies. So how do you find mm-hmm. the work-life balance? Um, um, I'm not sure there's a work-life <laughs> balance, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. And I, uh, if uh, one pe- people want a practical tip, so I'm not going to lecture. But if it's not in the calendar, it means it's not real. So I schedule everything. Okay. So it look how much, how long it took us to schedule this uh, podcast <laughs> in a few months, right? Yeah. So I, um, um, I think I took this from Tim Ferriss uh, podcast or Shane Ferriss. I'm not sure. One of them. Okay. Uh, is that uh, we start with the calendar, blank calendar, and if it's not in the calendar, like three weeks in advance, it's okay. not real. So. Um, of course, there is so much flexibility in the calendar. There is so much. There are so many gaps. Mm. But uh, yeah, I um, I'm a, <laughs> my calendar is uh, is uh, my my uh, my goal dump, my mission dump. Uh, everything is uh, is in the calendar, and and this is how it uh, it becomes real. So, for example, I'll give you an example. Yeah. If someone needs to book a reservation in a restaurant, yeah. If uh, if we try to book it two hours before the dinner, then it's gonna take 
or an hour to find an empty table, a restaurant, yeah. all of this. But if you book it three weeks in advance or two weeks in advance, you can just send you an email it. and people reply to you. Imagine, imagine the level of effort to achieving such a simple task uh, to, to do this. So imagine how much time it took us to schedule this. It was simple, like, Dima, are you free in this? Okay, fine, yeah. in the next few months, because I'm traveling, it was easier. But sure. it's, uh, this, is, uh, this is how I, uh, how I manage. I manage my schedule and, uh, and the children. And I, of course, leave, uh, leave uh, time for leisure. But I even schedule my exercise, cool. uh, things like that. <laughs> very, very well planned. And <laughs> so, like, even trips, if you're going somewhere, you need to schedule how much time to yeah. park. If you're taking your bicycle, if you're if you ah, so you're that you're that uh, precise. No, <laughs> it, it it becomes automatically. Okay, it becomes automatically because I don't like to drive. I don't like to uh, to look for park parking. So I I plan things accordingly, and uh, it gives me peace of mind. Maybe it's uh, it's uh, too much for some people, but I, trust me, it uh, makes things much easier. I think especially you time. you work with the transportation, so this is going to be extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are what are your hobbies, yeah. Dima? What do you do? Uh, I love cities and I uh, am a nerd of cities, so I love <laughs> traveling and I love uh, hiking as well. So I just came from Rome. Oh, uh, nice, Roma. And, uh, mm. Yeah, so uh, and I and I, I mostly like to travel to urban places, so I'm not uh, like I don't. Okay, high places, five then. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so cities are my passion. I'm a, like a, a, I recently explored Rome and uh, um, doing more, a lot of um, trips for uh, even urban cycling. Yeah. Uh, looking at the countries such as, uh, for instance, um, in uh, in uh, August I went to Seville to look at their experience in cycling because they they've actually um, yeah. were able to achieve 6% uh, more share of cycling mm -hmm. and it's a hot country dry so yeah. i uh, was exploring that so yeah so this is uh, um, i spend a lot of time and energy and i enjoy it so much and yeah. as, well, as well did you like roma roma uh, uh, you know that book uh, walkable cities yeah. by jeff speck yeah it starts by describing the their walk in uh, in Roma to the Colosseum with a with a with a tram with a with a stroller. Yeah. And he says that it's it is was not it was not walking friendly. And it's actually when you would go there, it is um, it's not very walking friendly. Everybody's mm. competing to the same space. Yeah. There are so much cars. There's hardly any tree canopy, which mm. was very very surprising. Yeah. Uh, the weather is my is not that bad. But I bet I've never been in the summer. But I bet that it is going to be extremely, extremely hot, hot with the dark cobblestones, and the, there's no tree canopy. Yeah. However, the, 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 they can get away for now because of the density of destinations. Mm -hmm. Because when we say about walking, is that it has to be a meaningful walk and an interesting walk. So they have that yeah. with the density yeah. and it's close to each other and stuff. But in um, like if you're um, um, even right now in the winter, you had to the sidewalk. You had to so many times and so many people on the sidewalk, and it's not tourism, tourist areas, it's like residential areas. You have to get off the sidewalk and because there's so many people on the on the on the sidewalk. Yeah. And uh, even in, in, in February. So um I'm not sure if Paris was that like that before. I don't remember Paris like that before. Mm. Uh, this Paris they've done so much improvements. Uh, and yeah. maybe the infrastructure in the city form and infrastructure well, is newer than uh, than in Rome. Mm. Uh, it's a different paradigm. It's I different say, stories, but, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, different stories. So when will you go to Stockholm? Uh, <laughs> Have you been here? 
Uh, no, actually, okay. I've never been to uh, North. Northern Europe. Uh, I am planning, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, not Stockholm, <laughs> but I will uh, maybe go to Copenhagen. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I thought about about you when like yeah, and yeah. Copenhagen because like you're working special with the biking and walking, and yeah. I think listeners. So there will be trips. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You you will you will enjoy it. Then you need to do yeah. you need to be careful with telling is it is like. Uh, Amsterdam or Rotterdam is good, or or Copenhagen in biking, and you know there is like this. There is so much uh, uh, YouTube videos on that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, it's uh, for us the uninitiated for cycling, urban cycling. Yeah. Amsterdam is very intimidating mm. when it comes to cycling. Mm. It's uh, it's uh, the it's not it's not the cars that are intimidating. It's the fellow cyclists that it's very very intimidating, and it's like. Uh, you tourists, you like uh, city <laughs> tourists, you're like uh, taking your time and uh, looking around yeah. for the destination. So it was very intimidating. So I still walk and I'm seeing what I can <laughs> and uh, take, uh, like, uh, stay local uh, as much as I can. Otherwise, it's it, it, for me, it's intimidating. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, because I'm, I'm a slower, I take my time. Uh, I'm not like, uh, I don't zoom. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's different in, in Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. Cool. So when, what is the next step for you, career-wise? So career-wise, I am focusing on, uh, so after 17, 18 years of working in large team, wow. working in multidisciplinary engineering firms, I uh, decided to uh, focus on cycling and walking, mm. uh, urbanism, and I started the street design team. It's uh, incubated at the Dubai Design District Innovation Hub, it's called IN5. And uh, we are aiming to focus on three uh, main uh, items, which is, uh, first of all, is advisory. Yeah. So, uh, um, um, uh, academy, um, uh, and uh, lastly is, is awareness. Uh, so, providing data for people to understand the impact of our lifestyle on the, on the, on the, uh, on, the uh, on, on the planet, health and wealth, and, uh, and sustainable, sustainability. Um, uh, this is why I'm investing this time in storytelling and talking to people. Yeah. Because when you're a consultant and working in a very tight deadlines, and when a developer and competing with uh, with other developers and stuff, uh, there is not much time given to lifestyle to uh, storytelling mm. and documenting the process and telling yeah. what the stories behind the plans. And uh, I, I I am making a commitment to provide time to talk to, to about that uh, in my practice. As for the advocacy and the advisory part, uh, our region uh, in the in the Middle East is saturated by multidisciplinary engineering firms. Mm. They are the leading, um, it's a status quo when you have a, thousand, a team of thousands of engineers and architects and designers leading how they're, uh, they're telling everyone how the cities should look like yeah. and how they should build. However, they are incentivized by man hours Mm-hmm. And by massive infrastructure, yeah. there is a, the, in Europe there is a, um, like the EIT and the European Union, and mm. there are advocacy, and there are in, in the US there is a, like a, an academy, an academic part, people who are uh, they are lobbying, they are organizations such as the CNU who are promoting uh, new concepts. Yeah, uh, there are uh, homegrown organizations, community-driven organizations that work with the with neighborhoods in order mm. to improve them. However, in, in our region, this is missing. So I, I uh, will take the risk, and I uh, want to focus on that. You and, will take uh, the lead. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's interesting. 
and I'm um, yeah uh, that's uh, that that's that's a plan for now and uh, that's amazing I'm looking forward to it. no that's yeah, really amazing you. I'm I'm happy uh, I'm happy to see uh, leaders like you taking the lead and trying to make a change and you have all my support and I would love to to hear from you stories as well in the future when when you do more interesting projects so uh, again my thank pleasure. you thank you so much I know you, you give I have your question time for you uh, Mustafa yeah tell me <laughs> yeah. so I am new to this whole social media thing. Yes. And I, as I told you, when you're in an office, you're not required to um, uh, post or uh, record videos or, or et cetera. So how do you uh, choose your platform? Uh, right, like LinkedIn versus Instagram versus Twitter versus hmm. YouTube. And um, I'm not going to even talk about uh, TikTok and all of this. So how did you, I noticed that you are on LinkedIn. Yeah. And right now, maybe in recently on YouTube. Mm. But how did you choose uh, which the, one? The thing, the thing you choose, like from my perspective, depends on uh, your mission. So you want to inspire the civil public, public civil, or the expert. There are two parts. Mm. You decide. Mm. Or if the uh, the public, then the public are not on LinkedIn. They are on TikTok. Number one, and then and number two, Instagram. But I prefer TikTok because then you will really, your message will really be delivered and mm. you will grow in a crazy way, like in the amount of followers. Or if you are targeting the experts, then your, your experts are on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. like my podcast, my work, I'm targeting not the, the public, I'm targeting the experts. Uh, mm. That's why I'm only on, on LinkedIn. Uh, so mm -hmm. it, it's, it's very basic. And then you move. Uh -huh. I noticed, for example, like uh, consultancy firms uh, such as Gale, for example, yeah. they are on YouTube and Instagram. Mm. Or so it's a lot of people, uh, but I think that investing the time in YouTube or some, maybe it's new for me, mm. it will be more, more like time intensive. Uh, do you think which, how do you think about time uh, when you are investing it? Um, like, um, yeah. Because at the end of the you have to determine where, where to invest. Exactly. And when, when we're yeah. talking about Gale, like these are like a, a huge organizations and they already started, like uh, uh, they build an infrastructure. I will not talk about like they have their own communication managers and so on. But from yeah. what I see, like they already started like this way of communication. So they are continuing mm. it because they have their audience there. They have like already built and established mm. And they're stable there. So they are continuing in, like on, let's say, mm. YouTube or Instagram. I think for So if I were to start, where should I focus? I, my target, if I'm looking at that, like mm. I told you, mm. I have three. Yeah. So if I'm looking at uh, uh, advocacy and uh, yeah. it, it, should, it has to be both. Yeah. If I'm looking at uh, skills, it mm. has to be only on LinkedIn. Yeah. If I'm looking at awareness, it's... It's, it's the latter, not LinkedIn. Yeah. But it's a lot, it's time intensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is it. Like this is it. It's it's very time intensive, and I recommend you also to start a podcast. Then it's gonna be another like uh, <laughs> layer to you. No, but like you're already on LinkedIn, uh, you're doing very good. So you can use the your channel, like uh, mm. from your personal profile, promote what you work at your startup. Because pages. I worry that uh, that people who attend conferences and listen to this podcast and are on LinkedIn are the same people. So if I want to convert new people, I have to go yeah, to yeah. where they are. Of course, of course. You, yeah. No, no. But there are always new people coming to LinkedIn, uh, you know, and mm -hmm. more people listening to podcasts. And the same mm -hmm. people listening to you and watching you, it's always good to remind them 
if you watch mm. Jan Gale's uh, lectures, he is telling exactly the same thing in all the lectures. Uh, make yeah. uh, uh, cities for people, cities for people, cities for people. Yeah. Same thing. So it's not bad that you're repeating. But shouldn't be too mm. much. Uh, you will find the balance. But but yeah. uh, it's also always good also to make like a video, let's say. You make a video and then you can mm. put it on YouTube and then cut it to make like a TikTok. Oh. And so it's like I'm you can re TikTok, you uh, can reuse uh, material. Uh, tell me what. Uh, I'm not gonna go to TikTok. Why not? Why not? It's if you target. The, I am the... overwhelmed with Instagram. I I started an Instagram page. I started a Twitter. I started um, about I I like I would tell you I didn't post anything for the past three weeks. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn I can manage. Yeah, yeah. I can manage, but uh, we'll see how it's, I go. But yeah, but yeah you're right. It, it, I, it depends. Uh, it's I, uh, it's a lot of yeah. out of comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to and TikTok. even videos, yeah, even videos or vi- or videos. No, I think yeah. you're like you're you're very comfortable in the front of the camera, and so uh, mm-hmm. it's it's like for the first time it's gonna be tough, but it's uh, out of comfort zone, and if you want to make a change, so you have to step mm. out of uh, <laughs> the comfort yeah. zone. But uh, I like I I'm watching the TikTok is if you're targeting the civil public, then the TikTok is your key. Your winning mm-hmm. card. Wider public, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Maybe I'll ask you for more details offline. Of course, I will be. I will be happy to help. Like yeah. even with the podcast, with videos, with LinkedIn. I think the thing I we need more voices. It's not enough. Like with me talking, with you talking, we need like to encourage. So when you're doing this, you will inspire so many others. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you uh, for having me and. Uh, um and thank you for taking the time to uh, to make this episode and uh, and uh, bringing the east west uh, uh, mindset uh, or not mindset the perspective um uh, to our discussion and maybe next time we'll uh, we'll have podcast in, in arabic so that of course other people can uh, I will also be, join us yeah. yeah i will be more than happy and the last question is that mm-hmm. you give three takeaway messages to our listeners and then we uh, finish this episode. So um, uh, the three takeaways are the things that we, we can like summarize what we discussed before yeah. is that um, everybody has a role in order to um, um, promote uh, walking or active travel uh, from a facility management to an employer to um, a parent, a doctor, a, pa- a media professional, even a web designer. Um, um, a marketing, um, an, a, a, a movie producer, an architect, an engineer, and um, an MET engineer. All of us have a role in promoting walking and cycling and active travel. The other one is that uh, don't be afraid of making small changes. Um, a small bollard uh, can uh, save lives. Uh, um, um, uh, just um, relocating a, a bench or a garbage bin or putting a tree will actually make a difference uh, for people. Uh, and um, uh, uh, if the city does not function for um, like an eight-year-old or an eight-year-old, that means it's uh, not a city for all. And uh, this is uh, um, the, the notion uh, that we can close with. Maybe. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dima. Thank you.